on this week's episode of Behind the Meat Curtains. It's a continuation of last week's episode, where our guests tell us all of the crazy tales of what happens behind the scenes in a fairly standard strip club environment. There are some not-so-glamorous tales of cleaning up bodily waste, some interesting tales of unique fetishes, and some stories of some of the prejudices you have to deal with when you work in a strip club environment. So sit back and enjoy another episode of Behind the Meat Curtains. I wanted to ask about what's the worst body fluid to clean up. <laughs> oh, hell shit. No. Shit. Absolutely shit. 100%. You had to clean up shit? Oh, yeah. That, oh, that, hell that no. shit happens. Oh, that's <laughs> I got a good story about one week old. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, cool. Bring it on. Bring it. Oh, bring it. Oh, my God. Wait, what? I told you how to. He'll tell you. Oh, it's, oh it's that girl, right? Um, I just wait. This is something. Wait, you know something I don't know, or is that? Are you talking about last week when wait, I you had to her clean up her vomit? Oh, I did that one. Yeah. Oh, that's oh not there the was one another you were one too. About? Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Choose your own adventure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he said shit, and I was like, okay. Oh, so I walk into the men's room, and right when I walk in, I look down, and there's a there's a turd on the floor. No uh, way. Like, and there's nothing, no evidence of like toilet paper, nothing. It's just right there on the floor. What? And at first go, I go, I go, how does that People even, have no idea how does that even happen? How does that even, does it, I, I, the, Come on, well, man, I, you I, made I, it I, this I far. I concluded, I concluded that it got shaken out of a leg. Oh, and then, uh, Stop. Yeah. And, no uh, way. Yeah. And Mike, yeah, we, wa- we watched the cameras, we looked, we tried to figure out. <laughs> We have, we deduced a couple. I mean, we're down to like two or three people. <laughs> yeah, there were. You know what? We'll see them again. You know. <laughs> yeah, there were there crazy. were a few people who shit their pants while I was working, yeah. like over a period, you know, the period of time. And it it always makes it awkward when someone even just like farts because you're just like, oh no, like now I gotta see if this smell goes away. So I think it's if the it worst when it someone farts in the club. It's like a dead silent bomb, and it's like, who the fuck farted? Because <laughs> the whole club stinks my right now. My ex called it. My ex called it crap dusting. Like yeah. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and so I never knew what that meant. And he's, I was like, yeah, this dude, this is in the club, and he was like. Oh, he crop dusted you. And I was like, what? Is that what it, that has a name? I was like, sick. Uh-uh. I don't know what's going on in Oregon while we're on that subject. I don't know what's going on in Oregon, but I've never had that happen to me so much in, <laughs> in clubs, in, except for in Portland. Like, I feel like even the airport in Portland like just smells like B.O. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, damn, are you guys just all wearing organic? Knock it off. Okay, I'm done Yeah, that's what it is. It's all the beer. <laughs> No, I just buy, like, a book of matches, and I just, like, wave it in front of them, and I'm like, one of you is disgusting. Yeah. I don't think it's a gentleman's club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'll be looking around, know, too, like. Know, yeah. No, but it's like, as a hostess, sometimes, I'll, like, spray. We have this, what is it called? Funk off or funk away something. Anyway, it's like a continuous stream of deodorizer, and I'll just parade through the club yes, with girl, this deodorizer, please. and, like, you can tell who did it because they're over in the corner sweating like exactly <laughs> that's so funny no we have the, the diffusers now in like different areas of the club yes yeah so but i know Damn. somebody just got sick on the carpet we just got new carpet after fucking 20 years of business finally and i think caleb you were there when somebody just Yes, I was. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I felt so bad that night. I was off that night. I started searching in the um, opposite corner of the room. It's a big room. And uh, I was looking for someone who shit their pants. And uh, that was not the case. Because across the room, someone had just thrown up. 
and it smelled like that. Mm. It was, it was, it, was so it permeated. It was, it was the grossest. It was the gross. It looked like maggots. Too. Oh, oh, stop. Oh, yeah. God. It was thick. It was So really someone exercised her out. And this is, this is a side of like working at a club, especially yeah. for security. I think a lot of people, a lot of the dancers don't realize that security is basically also the janitors. Like mm-hmm. we oh, are cleaning yeah. up the glass and mm-hmm. the shit and the vomit. But even though both janitors were there, <laughs> they were too busy getting dances. They were patrons, and to comment on the diffusers, those things don't fucking work. <laughs> um, yeah, the, these these steam air diffusers in various corners of the room are not effective in masking the smell of people or their extra. Is that what they're supposed to be doing? Yes, that's what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, random interjection, bodily fluids cleanup. You know, uh, right after I started, there was a week. Where it must have been the same person, but someone kept putting used tampons in the towel laundry hamper in the dressing room. And it was like, they were like just wadded up in a towel and I was doing the towels and I kept finding them all week. And that was, I think, yeah, that was like the first or second week I worked there. That's when I was like, all right, this is a different environment. Like now I have to go talk to adults about not... Like, who's doing this? Please, <laughs> please just, that's gross. Stop doing right. it. Were you unaware someone has to go through this? Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't expect to talk to adult human beings about not throwing their used tampons in the laundry hamper that Maybe everybody we uses. On, we should work on, like, a training video. Like, <laughs> like so when you started a fast food place? Yeah. yeah. Like, like this is where the tampons go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, uh, you... Malcolm. Malcolm. <laughs> Malcolm's new to all of us. No, yeah, Malcolm's new. That's true. Uh, name for me. Malcolm like came up, and so I have to I have to waitress well, which is where all the dirty dishes go, and then we hand wash the dishes. We put them in, in a thing and take them to the back, but we have to actually, yeah, whatever. And you came up and put two glasses in front of me, and I saw that there was like lemonade or just whatever in front of me and I went to pick them up and you looked at me like just so nonchalantly and you're just like there's vomit in those and like walked away and I was like oh hell no I I fucking freaked out and it yeah I was like throw them out he had gloves on and I just I went in the back and just like showered myself and like hands or just I washed my hands like a million times but do you remember when someone peed in one of the mugs in the back, it was in like Livy's little what? room. This is so foul. I cannot. Oh my god! So in Guam, I'm not even kidding you. This must have been like 2016. This is like on the main dance floor. Okay, so we um, it has like a stage, and then there's like a little, like thing that is like up, up above, not a patio, but it's like maybe looking over the stage by this much. This sailor was so drunk, he just pulled down his pants and just took a piss on the table, like in front of everybody. It was a full club. And I was like, oh, hell no. It got like blocked off. There was like yellow tape, crime scene. I I felt so bad for the bouncers because they have to clean that up too. It's just disgusting. These guys get so drunk. That happened to a guy last summer. I feel like I remember somebody escorting a guy to the restroom because he tried to, he was like stuck unbuckling his belt at the main stage, like Mm -hmm. trying to take a piss. Mm-hmm. And something he, else, right? No. Something, yeah. Oh, shit, but he was apparently. so fucked up, he didn't like understand what he was doing, and like I think one of the bouncers escorted him to the bathroom, and then afterward was it's escorted nice, out of nice the building. But <laughs> you know, from the norm. 
So <laughs> I'm we encourage the weird stuff sometimes. You know. Not really. Someone, we don't. Like, someone's got a list, like bucket list of, oh, you know what? I've never pissed on a stage yeah. before. <laughs> but who's to, to, to peeing in the... Patty yeah, no, that's the thing about it is this, I don't think like there had been a customer in there who was getting ready for the shower show, but I like part of that deal is like we have to make sure they don't get into the dressing room from there. So I was there pretty much the whole time and I don't think it was him. I think it was a spite. I think it was a spite move from someone on operations side of things. <laughs> Like, you know, I think there was a personal motivation. That was an intentional maneuver. Operation piss mug? Yeah, they peed in someone's mug, and uh, that was turned into a whole, yeah. It was very dramatic. Very dramatic. So one of the things, when you two walked in, you said that you were, like, talking about being on the show and coming up with stories or whatever. Is there Are there any stories in your... Um, in your list of things that you were talking about that we might not hit with a, a group of questions or were the things that you wanted to say on the podcast? So we were going back and forth and I feel like I have just, it's just like one big blur of dancing. You know what I mean? It's just a collective of stories that just like comes out over time. It's yeah. actually really hard to pinpoint because so much crazy shit happens in a career of dancing. You know what I mean? But we normalize it over time. But then if you tell, I call people in the civilian world muggles because we're wizards. There, yeah. So the muggles out there like would think it's crazy, it's but we're crazy. just like, I mean, it's another day in the office. So, so yeah, that's one yeah. of the things that Patterson said. I think the last podcast, maybe the one before, where it's like all the stories just kind of start to blend. Yeah, it turns into like, like it's, it's it turns into like categories. Like I also remember right after I started, uh, one of the first, like I think it was my first or second day, and someone came out of the VIP and was like, "Oh, that guy was a sniffer." Yeah, and I was like, "Wait, people do that?" And then I was like, "Wait, that happens enough that that is a category." And like other dancers were like, "Oh God, I hate those guys. Those guys are the worst. (laughs) Fucking sniffers. Oh, they're not as bad as the blowers." And I was like, "Jesus, what have I done?" (laughs) And they just like brush it off like it's nothing. It's like for the newbies, yeah, it's it's a lot, but but it's it's harmless. Uh, But there's so many. Said sniffer so did. Said sniffer did promptly walk out of VIP and ask me how to get a job as security too. Yeah? Okay. I was like, yeah, probably not you. You know. Okay, sniffer. <laughs> we have a strict no sniff policy yeah. here. <laughs> Has anyone had their outfit stolen yet? Have you had yours stolen? I've had my bottom know. stolen before. Mm-hmm. It was when That's I was so dancing. Weird. Yeah, it was when I was dancing in Tacoma. Was off the stage. And I had this really cute outfit. It was two piece. I just got it. And this guy's like, oh, I want your panties. And I was like, you can't have these ones. Like, I want these. Mm-hmm. And I do this thing where I shake my my panties off mm-hmm. on stage. And they flew off of the rack. And he snatched them up and he ran out of the club. I never saw those bottoms again. <laughs> I was like, damn, I should have just let him pay yes. for it. But yeah, I, was, I went down and I was looking. I was like, where are my panties You know, at? he's going like, to be a sniffer when he gets home. He has a little <laughs> cheetah print pink <laughs> G-string. So, yes. yeah. I've had people... Like asking if they oh, can I buy your underwear, and it was like him and his buddy wanted to split the cost to buy my panties. Like, <laughs> one in the front, one in the back. Like, yeah. machine, just like, Do you have a payment plan? Yes. <laughs> Do you take Venmo? Yeah. This is before Venmo. I've been at the club way too long, but um, no. I mean, it's just like people just don't give a shit. They just and, and it's fine. I think it's fine if they're not hurting anyone. To try and spread out the story, have you guys ever had to, like, stop someone from... 
or whatever. My panties yet. Yeah, no, I think it happened a couple times while I was working, but in the time it takes you, yeah, in the time it takes you to like look at the camera and see who did it, they've already left the building. It dawns on me uncomfortably in this moment that there's probably substantial crossover between the panty thieves and the sniffers. I'd say probably a one to one crossover. It's the same guy. It's the same guy. I've also had many cases where the dancer actually misplaces them or actually has them in their hand that, doesn't yeah. know it goes back and I'm like shaking this guy down for her panties and he's, <laughs> she goes back and goes you know what Oops. funny thing <laughs> this just like happened <laughs> this, this exact situation just happened a week ago Yeah. this dancer walks up she's like this guy stole my panties as strippers, we love to jump to conclusions, like, real quick. <laughs> We're like, we know. I the like that. Be real. You admitted that. <laughs> the blame game, be real, okay? Immediate blame game. How dare you? People that are going to go to war with you, you know, yes. for you. A very We're confident for it, group okay? of people. Every decision is very confident. I always kind of admire that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're talking in adamacy. Like, this guy is a perv. He stole my fucking bottoms. <laughs> Come to find out, they are wrapped around her shoe. <laughs> we searched this guy's pockets over this. Like this, this, this poor bastard is like, I didn't take anything. We're like, we gotta check, man. And then you gotta go. Like, you're like we're the panty so. police. It's it's ridiculous. Um, but that actually opens a great segue into <laughs> into a uh, psychology portion. The, oh, the, yeah, it's a good thing that you have like that degree to get you to yeah. search a man's pockets for stripper panties or <laughs> g-strings. It's not yeah. the pockets I'm interested in; it's the pockets of their mind. I want to get, I want to get in there, oh, get in the Jesus. noodle. Man, I'm hungover. You can't make me puke like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make Caleb clean it up. Gross. <laughs> um, there, there's this whole idea behind intimacy that, in psychology, in which people have these lines that they cross over time in relationships and that is eliminated in a club setting mm -hmm. like it's totally and completely taken out of the equation and with that you find the very strangest of inhibitions just vanish i've that's one of the things we, we brought up on um one of the other episodes is i've always found it weird hearing all these stories how open a customer can be with a stripper where they're like they're just lining out all of their fetishes in a way that you probably wouldn't in any other setting you know some combination of being in a strip club and the right amount of alcohol and you know i don't even think it's alcohol though people just have fetishes so no, during covid during covid i did only fans for a little bit Someone paid me like $400 to have my armpits like aggressively brushed with a hairbrush <laughs> and videoed. Nothing sexual, just my armpits brushed with a hairbrush. Just scratch. And I think <laughs> that's what like, crazy. that's one thing People that have weird fetishes. as dancers, um, that's one thing me as a dancer personally, I'll speak for myself, is that it's like a love-hate. Like there's things you love about that aspect mm -hmm. in the club and then, then you don't is because it's such an open, like no judgment zone that people come in and they're just like completely open with things that they would never be open with on the everyday. So it's just, um, I don't know, but then that kind of like brings like the sniffers. Like you have people that are openly weird. <laughs> and the scratches, you know I mean? and the scratches. But it's, I don't know if that's what like attracts me to it or, you know, I don't know. It's just something I can appreciate about the club. That's one thing I definitely have learned over time. 
Yeah, and, and people talk shit about people that have fetishes, and I will say it over and over again, but it's like, if you're not hurting someone, then it's like, who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, you could judge all you want, but it's like, at the end of the day, if they go home with like, if you sell them your panties, they go home, they sleep well, like, sniff <laughs> them to sleep, like, who gives a shit? Right. Like, Is that what they're doing, sniffing them to sleep? Absolutely. Well, yeah, it's 2023. We're not here to kink shame. Except yeah. the dude who had the knife. There was a, the dude yeah, who wanted to like cut the dancer's so clothes off. And she was like, oh, no, like you might cut me. And he was like, oh, okay, I like blood. What? And um, I was like, no, I am going to kink shame you after like, while we wait for your taxi to get here. You've been doing this for a relatively small period of time. Have you had any weird requests? Um, for me personally, no, um, because I am mixed ethnicity, people get a lot of, like, preconceived notions of who I am, and so it's more so, like, um, whatever, like, xenophiles, I guess, they're like, oh, you must be from Colombia or Brazil or something. So when they come to you, the package is already there. Right, they already, they're like, this girl has, like, medium brown skin and long braids. She must be from out of this country. And (laughs) so they just, they assume that, like, I'm gonna come to them, like, speaking full fucking Portuguese or Spanish or something. You need to make part of your gig now just, like, pretend like you you barely speak English. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get on the fucking Rosetta Stone or something. (laughs) Oh, I know. That just reminds me of a question. Do any of you, and this is like bouncers and dancers alike, what is it like with you and your family, friends, or whatever, the idea that you work in a strip club? For those of you who have been doing it longer, you know, what was it like then as opposed to now? Mm -hmm. But we talked to someone who'd been dancing for years and her family still didn't know. So. My family's super open. Um, I will say, so now in my family, I'm looked at like the bag getter. Like everybody's like, oh, we know what she's about. You know what I mean? So everybody embraces that with me. But um, I know I did have an issue with my mom. And one weekend I went to Portland and I was, she was like, this is not worth it. You don't need to be doing this. And um, at the time she had like financed a car for me. So I owed her a bunch of money. And so I came home one after one week and I paid my whole car off. I was like, it's worth it. <laughs> so I just threw the, I threw the money on the bed. And I was like, it's definitely worth it. And so after that, she literally just has nothing to say. And she supports me. And I appreciate that. Like, so my family definitely embraces it. I know there's a lot of dancers who are, they can't be open with their family and stuff like that. And I think, I don't know, I appreciate my fam for that because for I couldn't imagine like having to hide this part of me, you know what I mean? Or be ashamed of it from people that I love so much and I'm like open with, so yeah. No, I feel that. I used to be really, really closed off. So I'm from a really small town in Australia and I would say it's pretty judgmental. Like coming from a small town, I did not want anyone to know that I was dancing. So I used to like hide that part of me or like I had a different Instagram, had a different snap. I didn't want anybody to know. It was a whole big secret. And then probably about a year after, I was just, you know what? I don't give a fuck what people think about me. Like, it gave me this extra bit of confidence. And I don't hide that part of me. Like, my mom is my biggest fan. She asked me, like, what I'm wearing to work that night. (laughs) How how was it? Like, how much did you make, baby? Like, she loves it. And she's my biggest fan. But in the beginning, she wasn't too. Like, my mom's really conservative. So she was even embarrassed to tell her friends. Like, she was secretly my fan. But then, like, behind closed doors, she was like, baby, like, you know, don't tell people. But now she's like, my baby's a stripper. Like, she lives in America. Like, she's... She's awesome. So you just have to get past that not caring about what people think because at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter. 
I think after you start making a certain amount of money, that's really what goes out the window. Like, mm-hmm. when I started... Like, I've worked vanilla jobs. I call them vanilla jobs my whole life, from and 15 muggles. to 21. Yeah, and so, you know, I was making the way I was making. I even, like, you know, like, I went to college. I was, like, a supervisor in most of my positions, and I made decent money, but it's still, like, my paycheck for the week, I could go and make that in one night at it if it was the, the right night at the club. And after that, I was like, there's no way I'm taking this shit. Like, my supervisor would come down and yell at me. It was during COVID. I worked at UPS, and my supervisor, the big manager, I ran a really big department in, in the unload, and he would come down, he would be yelling, and I'd literally just be looking at him like, do you know that I do not need this? Like, <laughs> I could be somewhere else making so much more money, and you're talking to me, and I, then I was like, yeah, I'm putting my two weeks in. I'm going back. Once COVID, like, once the clubs open back up, I literally, like, put my two weeks in. I'm like, all right, got to go. You're lucky <laughs> they got two weeks. I actually kind of have a question in this moment. I'll try to not word soup it, because uh, you two have been dancing for so long, and I feel like culturally society is kind of moving like you're seeing more like hashtags about supporting sex workers and blah Mm -hmm. blah blah um dad are people like are you having more of those interactions now do you get more candid opinions from from people like oh my god no i love that like yes queen kind of thing yeah there's a lot of people who i would say that like want to make it known that they support what we do very like but it's like it doesn't need to be vocal you know what i mean just come and enjoy but like a lot of people will be like oh my god like i appreciate you so much like yes like that's it yeah i guess that's the part i I missed uh, contextually is that it those interactions like it's always seem very kind of obnoxious it doesn't need to be like that it's just like enjoy the show damn let's get it it's like the what's your other job or what's your mm-hmm. real job? Yeah, yeah. I always get that oh, question. Oh, like we're, not, we're doing it because we have to. It's like, no, I'm doing this because I want to. It's yeah. Because I don't think that I'm like here because I'm like, oh my God, like I don't have anything else to do. It's like, I could be doing anything I want to do. I choose to do this. Have you yeah. noticed a change over time of what the perception of That's what I was going to say. I think the perception of dancers have changed a lot. It has a lot to do with, um, um, I would say like with celebrity culture and stuff because I, mm-hmm. I know there's like, like before it wasn't, we weren't as supportive, but then you have like dan- like dancers that turn into like famous rappers like Cardi B. Yeah. I will mm-hmm. say I watched that whole change. I remember before she was even like famous, I watched and her. J-Lo. Yeah, oh. and, yeah. And I didn't so, know J-Lo stripped, did she strip? In the well, movie Strip yeah. They have them. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and hustle, I guess. Was yeah, hustle. I didn't think that she was at. And a lot of people <laughs> have embraced the, our, you know, our industry. And I feel like that definitely contributed to the social acceptance of dancers is um i don't know what you would call that like celebrity outlook on it or yeah, something like and that and it made the industry way more saturated yeah. way more saturated like there's mm-hmm. way more dancers now like fashion oversells stripper clothes stripper heels like it's, it's a whole thing now i'm like wait a second <laughs> i think it's more of an art now mm-hmm. than yeah. it was before it's not just like you know showing your butthole to like the general public right. it's like you're doing pole dancing. It's not as taboo. It's not a taboo. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's why I was watching another podcast and they were talking feel, about that. Yeah. I feel like it, showing the buttholes 90% of it still, though. <laughs> that, is, that is yours. Yours. Kid. That no, is no, the punchline. No, no, no. I didn't even no, become no, no. pole. I, I'm like, standing there watching creepy guys' hands. That's my job. I, I, I would I wonder. What they they get excited? I mean, I have to stare at those cameras. Come on now. But this is your only strip club, so most of them and others. Oh yeah, maybe are, maybe that's so, so Central Oregon's creepy as fuck. I don't know. What yeah. <laughs> I I don't want to pretend like I think this is actually true. I'm not sure what the answer to it is. I wonder what you guys think. I would almost wonder if 
it the world is more accepting of a dancer than they would be of you guys where you're like well you guys are are dancers and take the power and you guys you guys are still Uh, creeps it's it's kind of apples and oranges i think there's like like i definitely had i'm a recognizable dude i'm tall i was in the music scene in town blah 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 and i did notice a definite shift in people who i had known and had positive interactions Mm -hmm. with and once I started working at the strip club, they did assume that all of a sudden now I was some creep. I thought just, I knew. That's yeah, so very much I that. I did not know that. Like that um, you guys had a whole stigma around what you guys do either. Well, it's, about it from that perspective. It was we get we just get. I got a lot of dudes who assumed I was a creep, but <laughs> like. They're you know, jealous. they were they were being <laughs> creepy about it. They're like, "Oh, dude, that must be the greatest job." But you love it, yeah, I get more you know. Mm-hmm. And then, okay. yeah, a lot of women who are like, "Oh, you work at a strip club? You're mm-hmm. a fucking creep," yeah. you know. Go ahead. By far, the number one question I get asked on a weekly basis is, "Bro, do you not have the very best job in the world?" Yeah, you get to hang out with hot women and look at buttholes all day. That is not an exaggeration. What's with the buttholes? It's the nineties. I don't know. And this is this is kind of like, I guess, an answer of the the original question is like, how supportive is your family? My father, who was a transport tycoon, came in my first night to like support me in my new duty. Oh, he was coming to support you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, now we're doing and it. And all of your coworkers. <laughs> he was very excited. Um, he got to interact with dancers who were very excited to meet him as he is extremely wealthy. Um, <laughs> bring him and in. Yeah, they're like, wait, where is he at? Bring him in. Yeah, this is, a, this is a thing I get asked to bring him back all wait, the time. Can I get this? Um, is there any water? And so... The second part of this is <clears throat> there's definitely an element of people thinking that you're a creep because you work in a strip club. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, I've actually just this last week been at, like verbally attacked Hi. at my organizational job. I work for the government in behavioral health. And this person who is uh, a, a sex trafficking or an anti-sex trafficking advocate was like somehow found out that I had, that I worked as a bouncer in a strip club and called me out in front of it everyone I work with and called me uh, a human trafficker and told me that I was exploiting women and that I was just the scum of the goddamn earth in front of literally everyone. God, that's crazy. Yeah. And it was, and I, my reply was really simple. It's just like, you know, um, in my role, I have a really unique side where I can connect women to resources, um, state resources like WIC or uh, safety resources like Saving Grace that allow them to get out of dangerous situations or gain support, get nutrition to kids. Um, and working in that governmental organization gives me access and an introductory role to that. And so the biggest part for me is the protection of women. Like officially my job is to protect the liquor license of the club that I work in. <laughs> but for me personally, protecting women is- They're not mutually exclusive. That's true. I volunteered at Saving Grace. Do you want to chime in on that at all? Oh, oh, I like protecting women too. I have a- <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I mean for real though. Protection I, is I, key. My daughter was uh, my daughter was assaulted young um, by someone I trusted, and uh, it's never left me. That's so crazy, man. It's, fu- it's fucked with me a lot, and uh, well, she her testimony at six years old put him away for 108 years, so. Oh, good. That's amazing. He's gonna die in there. So I know that's right. That's good. What's up? Yep. Uh, and then ever since, so, yeah. Uh, 
That's a good story. I originally was it's asking. Not a like, story. It's really I, good I know, story. I know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that. Um, but you have passion behind it. You yeah, have yeah. like a heart behind it. There's a reason. You have, feel like you have purpose. Yeah, yeah and that she's would. She's older now too, like 16. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and you know, I have a 28 year old daughter, and uh, 26. I'm sorry, got my years wrong. But that, that would obviously rip me apart. So I'm not trying to be. Um, uh, Intensive. Thank you. That's You're the word welcome. I was looking for. <laughs> uh, but what I was getting at was uh, the the other side of that, where, where the original question came from. Do you have you felt uh, prejudice towards you because you work in a strip club? Um, no. Um, no. I, I, but I'm new to this town. Uh, right. I moved up from Northern California, but I was I grew up in the Valley in Salem, so it's just kind of like relocating. But I'm far enough away to where. I'm new here, and I, I'm kind of a secret guy. I just kind of do my own thing, and I I roll with a small crew. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, I just, pop a pat. Ew. Pop a pat. I, I, you know, I've okay. seen him a handful of times since he doesn't what? work there no more. So Yeah, I'm kind of reclusive. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm the same way. So, anyway, yeah, I, not a lot of people. I'll tell you right now, my family doesn't know, so I hope my mom doesn't listen to this podcast. I'll tell you that. <laughs> hey, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell my mom to listen to it. It's like, what is it behind the mate curtains? <laughs> like, mom, download it. She was like, she's been, tripping she's, about, she's been tripping about the name on the podcast for it's like so funny. all night, I mean, all night, like, all day. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the logo for it? Oh, my it's gosh. Actually, it's quite useful. So. You, uh, you said that um, your family was pretty liberal about it. Do you have, like, so, funny story, even though I grew up in a very chaotic environment, I have not told anyone. My best friend. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Um, well, my, that you work in the club or that you dance? That I dance. Um, my siblings know that I work in a strip club. They're mm. my best friends. I, practic- I practically raised them. Mm. Um, so, I... Like I said, my parents are very young. They are... Or, they were... And they, my, my dad is a little bit of a misogynist and I don't think he would be supportive, which mm. is kind of ironic because he dated a stripper when I was like seven and he made it very well known that she was a stripper. <laughs> right. And so I don't think he would be supportive of the fact that his daughter now works in that environment, but also, um, on the other end of that, he was always like trying to be supportive of like how I made my money. And if you ever wanted to be in like a sexually exposed kind of environment get your money which i think is silly but yeah yeah. i think i think my mom would be supportive but i don't have a great relationship with my parents so i didn't find it necessary to tell them like i don't i don't tell why bring it up because i'm not talking to them anyway right exactly they don't need to know how much money i'm making they're just going to ask me for money anyway (laughs) and that's the end of part two Our theme music is from Tribe of Noise. You can find them at www.tribeofnoise.com. Thanks to our host, Backside Cakes. You can find them at 740 Northeast 3rd Street, Suite 6, Bend, Oregon, 97701. Stop in sometime. You might see us recording. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Prime Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a positive rating. We're a new podcast and would really appreciate the support. And you can find us at www.behindthemeatcurtains.com or write us at info 
at BehindTheMeatCurtains.com. Thanks. <laughs>